get into first 48 Q. So people can guess if they are in the chat. Um, so again, with first 48 Q explained earlier that we do read articles and then you guess the state that it happened in. Usually it's Florida, Jersey. Recently it's been a lot of Texas and New Orleans, but y'all will get the hang of it. Just follow Q's lead because he's the only one that's guessing tonight. Uh, let's see. Actually, I'll, do I want to throw y'all a bone for the first one? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Man encases arms in concrete in protest of prison conditions during this pandemic. Okay, say that again. A man encased his arms in barrels full of concrete outside of the governor's, uh, the governor's mansion on Friday in protest of the states continuing to hold prisoners amid the coronavirus pandemic. Oh, that's uh, 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 California. It's California. I don't see any comments in, you know, on Facebook, but this actually happened in Tallahassee, Florida. See, what I tell you, see, see. So, Jordan Masaryk, 28, around 10.30 a.m., after they cut him out of two 55-gallon drums of concrete that were connected by PC, uh, PVC pipe. They said that he also wore a surgical mask and sat between the two drums painted in white letters. One said, stop the massacre, while the other one said, free prisoners now. Okay, so, valid point. Stupid way of stupid way of showing it. Okay. Now, yes, it has been shown, and there's <clears throat> plenty of plenty of uh, you know hot spots around prisons yeah. and and uh, COVID nineteen. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, at this point. If someone committed a, has committed a nonviolent um, offense and you know are not a danger to the community, whatever, take, release them. Let, let them serve. The, let them give them give them enough good time credits where they can go home and not die in prison or die. In prison. I'm, with, I'm with you, Q. <laughs> the fact that this happened in Florida. Okay. It's the first article of the night. And he did both arms in concrete. Just the picture that I'm seeing. Let me see if I can share the screen. See if I can share it. So, as you see on the screen, this is homeboy after they broke the like cement barriers that he had made for himself. He had on a mask and everything. Like, well, at least he's at least he's socially distancing. <laughs> I don't know what else to say on that. Can you imagine having your hands in cement and you got to take a piss. Yeah, um, yeah, that would be. Um, yeah, I'm in a rock and a hard place. Yeah, literally, <laughs> like on The Simpsons. <laughs> Oh Lord! Let me see. What's the next, what's the next article? Okay, thief hit his face with underwear while still in Walmart electronics. Okay, someone hid their face in underwear while still in uh, electronics from Walmart. Oh, hmm. 
I really the real asshole in me want to say that the the Walmart on Eighth Street here in DC, but I know that's not where it happened. That's but, something else happening there. But uh, um, <clears throat> uh. Georgia, because they're because in my in my in my mind they're now the the number one fucked up state in the country. Okay, well, Emiliano Santos was arrested in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> and Damn, <laughs> Florida just doesn't want to give up their title, huh? Oh, uh, apparently he's a repeat offender. He's been arrested before for stealing underwear at Walmart and wearing it on his head. <laughs> Yo, Florida is so fucked. <laughs> so he faces charges including grand theft uh, third degree while wearing a mask in possession or use of a shoplifting device and connected with thefts of two <laughs> in Tampa. Said that he removed about $1,600 worth of electronics and placed them into an empty box of children's toys. <laughs> <laughs> gift to keep on giving, man. Florida, Florida, Florida. Florida is just. Can't say what's in the water, except for the state of Florida. Florida away from the from the from the from the rest of the United States, and let it float away, please. Let it float away. Let me see. Is this universal? Oh no, this is in the states. All right. So, man angry about shoppers not wearing masks threatens a mass shooting at a Publix. Oh, this has to be a Second Amendment state. Uh, uh, um, I'm uh, Tennessee. A Sebring man in the Highland County, Florida, <laughs> threatened to shoot up, uh, shoot up a Publix because not enough people were wearing masks. Florida, Florida, Florida. <sighs> Florida, what do I do with you? Cute. How often has it been with Florida's head? A good article and then two like really shitty ones, and they all been back to back to back on the show. Don't happen often. How about never? Well, fine. Let, let's get to <laughs> let's get to the next article. Man accused of scamming pizza restaurants with fake large orders. Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, when I read this, all I'm going to read is the first paragraph, and I just want you to just give me your thoughts of how the rest of the story went, okay? Cool. All right. A Florida man called more than a dozen New Jersey restaurants and placed large orders and said that they were for the local police department and said he would never pay for or pick up the food. this dude lived in florida and called 12 new jersey restaurants the fact that they're the two most fucked up states (laughs) and i'm gonna run it for a reason (laughs) i'm trying to tell people that for years Okay. Well, wow. You know, New Jersey was the number one most fucked up state, but I have my personal reasons why that was the case. Do you want to know why it happened between the two states? I'm afraid to go. 
They believe that he currently lives in Orlando, Florida, where he's on probation for selling fake Disney World tickets. However, his girlfriend works at Six Flags in New Jersey. Next story. <laughs> too retarded. Uh, let me see. Oh, you get a kick out of this one. A governor allows barbers, salons, and more to open their appointments for certain essential workers. Oh, that's Maryland. Governor Hogan announced that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Good idea, bad. Good. I mean, I'm technically an essential worker. Can I go schedule a, schedule a haircut in Maryland? Because I desperately need one. Well, <laughs> it says that it's only for military personnel and first responders. I am a first responder. I'm a teacher. So, yes. Okay. So, if you have a barbershop in Maryland and you can touch up my beard, not make it look like I'm 50, <laughs> and, um, you know, the size of my head, because it's going all over the damn place. Oh, my God. Send me a, send, um, yeah, type a message. Type me a message, please. Uh, let me see. Uh, okay. Man gets attacked with a Chipotle burrito bowl. This got to be New Jersey. It's got to be Jersey. It's got to be. This some shit. This is this some shit someone in Camden would do. Wait, did you just narrow it down to the town? Yes. Oh boy. A driver's trip through Minneapolis on a warm Saturday took a turn for the worse as a passing motorist chucked a Chipotle burrito bowl through his open window. What the fuck? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this guy had been watching Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, when, when Ron Burgundy threw the burrito out the, out the, out the window and, and hit the guy on the motorcycle. And then in, in, in retaliation, the dude punted his, punted his dog over the bridge. <laughs> Hold on. Cute. I got to actually show. <laughs> the fucking photo is funny as shit. Because it wasn't a full bowl. Basically, it was like the scrapings at the bottom of the bowl or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he chucked the shit up. Like a frisbee. Here, catch. Oh, my God. This is good. Let me see. Uh, let me see if I get this. If it ever loads. Ooh. Oh my God, that was good. <sighs> oh my. Oh Do you my. see it? I still see the sweet the, the Twitter bird. Oh. Don't worry, my MacBook's been run, running a little slow today, too. Yeah. I think it's just the internet at this point. Oh, here we go. Finally. Play some music while it's loading. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this fucking... <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> right, I'm going to eat my burrito bowl and then I'm going to chug, chug the, what's left over at you. Bro. Anybody. I'm chasing them down. There's no fucking way. Look at his fucking car. Oh, that was not a that was not an empty bowl. That was a nearly full bowl that they just threw. I wonder why they threw it. Why would you throw a nine dollar Chipotle burrito bowl at someone? 
must have had hair in it. Or they, or they got a they got a um, quarter spoon of of, of of steak. I don't eat no damn cheese. <laughs> you put guacamole. You, you put that guacamole shit in my bowl, and I gotta toss it now. I said medium. You gave me mild. <laughs> I didn't. I said lettuce, and you gave me corn. Chipotle is actually too damn good to be just like tossing at people anyway. So why in the fuck would you? Next, next, next article, man. Oh my goodness, that was good. All right, next article. Shoplifter at a store gets away, but leaves behind their completed job application. Now I know times are rough. I know unemployment. You know, twenty six million people have filed for unemployment. Filed for unemployment in the last three weeks, and the, and that number is probably going to go. Not probably. It's going to go up again when uh, unemployment numbers are released tomorrow morning. But are you really that dumb? Are you really that dumb? Yeah. So a twenty year old man might want to review his shoplifting skills. It took about five minutes on Monday for store detectives to determine the name, address, and phone number of the man that they saw walking out of a sporting goods store without paying for a $40 bottle of cologne. For a bottle of cologne, though. For a bottle of cologne. So he slid the bottle of cologne out of the box and into his pants. The shoplifter then returned the box to its place on the shelf and left before the employees could stop him. But the man's first mistake was driving away in his father's Toyota Camry slowly enough to let an employee write down <laughs> the car's license plate number. His biggest mistake, filling out an employment application when he first got in. <sighs> Seen it all. Please guess the first 48 <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna get this one. You're not. You're not getting it at all. Hello. Um, I'm going with Georgia. You're going with Georgia. I'm sorry. This happened in Omaha, Nebraska. That was going to be actually Nebraska was my first thought. That is some Nebraska shit. Actually, the Chipotle story is some Nebraska shit. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. We don't really have much news, so I'm going to just play a clip for you. Do you know a young lady by the name of Danielle Bergani? Or I think that's what her name is. She's the Catch Me Outside. How about that? You remember her, right? Say what? Girl from Catch Me Outside. How about that? Never seen it. Whoa, 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 whoa. You've never seen a little white girl that went on, I think it was like Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil, and she did the, like, literally, like, catch me outside. How about that? Uh, like, no. the biggest fucking thing on, like, Twitter and YouTube. Let me see if I can find this clip. <clears throat> okay. Catch me outside. How about that? So. Here we go. Here's a clipping girl. Ain't nobody gonna catch me. Too streetwise? Yup. And all these hoes laughing like so funny. Talking about the audience. Let the laughing out of her. And 
Did you say the the, the hoes are laughing? Yep. So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yep. So the young lady, her name is like Danielle Bergamli. I can't say her name. It's just weird. But she is now a rapper by the name of Bad Bobby. Now, <laughs> just Q, spell Bad Bobby for me. Five seconds. I got like great three three years dumber. Not do it for me. I need you to spell out bad Barbie. Okay. The regular spelling is B-A-D-B-A-R-B-I-E. I'm gonna take it that this nutcase spells it B-H-A-D B-H-A-R-B-Y-E. <laughs> You are right. <laughs> you are right. Oh my goodness. Yes, 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 yes. That is her name. I showed it. It don't give a fuck. It don't. So, Danielle Bergami, aka Bad Bobby, she got in trouble on Twitter like a week and a half ago for basically making her skin darker with makeup. So, she's a young white girl. She's about like 15, 16 years old, right? Twitter went nuts saying that she's doing blackface, blah, blah, blah. She wasn't feeling them. So she said this. So you're going to get a kick. You're going to get a real kick out of this one. Another thing I like to say is y'all, y'all say that I, I try to be black because I grew or I, maybe a reason to me trying to be black because I grew up in the hood. Tarzan, right? He, he, the story of Tarzan. Another thing- okay. <laughs> Yeah. So she was trying to equate being black and her blackness or, you know, lack of as growing up at Tarzan and being in the jungle and not being like the animals. But she adapted to her environment. Do you have any preliminary thoughts before I go into this shit? Because that's not the first um, 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 shout out to wine. <laughs> All right. So her friend tried to explain to her, like, hey, Danielle, bad Bobby, whatever you want to call you. Um, you know, you done fucked up, right? You, you know, you done fucked up. There's another clip where her friend is trying to tell her she fucked up. She don't want to hear this shit. Here's the clip. <laughs> Just apologize. Apologize for what? Apologize for if you feel like if anybody oh, felt yeah, offended. Yeah. No, yeah, no. What you talking about? If anyone took my words and twisted them in their head and and just say no, 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 no. Just up, to the point. Up, no, you could like anyone. If anyone, if anyone took offense to what I said, I apologize. My my comment was wasn't made to, even towards black people. I was talking about myself. Period. I wasn't comparing myself to. You have to explain. That's it. Okay, that's it. Yeah, that's it. If anyone took it the wrong way, I'm sorry. That's that's your fault. I didn't. No, <laughs> no, that's what it. I'm no. Wait, wait. So I had to pause it. She said, "I'm sorry if you took it the wrong way, but that's your fault." 
Let's keep going. Sorry. What do you mean? That's no. not their fault. That's just say that sorry. Is their fault. No, just say, bro. That's no, it. Just fault. say I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but no, that's I'm not it. doing that's it. it. I'm not, I'm sorry, that's it. I'm sorry. I'm not that's doing it. Toy. I'm not doing that's it. Sorry, no, bro, I, I showed you some real shit earlier, bro. You're gonna be a real nigga. You're gonna fucking do that shit too. Don't play. Don't play. Don't play. Real shit. Don't play. I'm not laughing. But then I don't give a fuck about these people. No, it don't look like no, it don't stop thinking and no, you made a mistake, bro. You was just you were in. Bro, people say so much shit out of anger. People fucking wish death on people out of anger. It happens. And you need to understand that. But just be a woman about it, bro, and just let them fucking know that it's not going to happen again. It's dead. That's it. Now, she going to fucking get me mad. You Okay. Now, if you have to hear from one of your friends that you done fucked up, and they're telling you you done fucked up, the fact that you went on camera and said, I fucked up, I'm sorry. But if you took it that way, that's on you. That don't sound like an apology to me, do it? Yeah, pretty much. <sighs> so you want to be pissed off even more? Well, yeah, I'm already two for two. Might as well make it three for three. So there was a girl on TikTok who posted a disgusting video of her and her boyfriend being racist towards black people. Would you like to see this video? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just do it. Here we go. Hey, today we're making... Niggers. First, we have black. Black. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty black. Yeah. Next we have don't have a dad. Don't have a dad? Yeah. Yeah. And then we have eat watermelon and fried chicken. Fried chicken. Yeah. Watermelon? Yeah. That's, that's yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Next one is uh, make good choices. Let's um, see. Oh. Oh, there's, there, there's nothing there. Next we have broad people. Specifically whites. Yeah, they do that. Last one is. Go to jail? Um. So, that, <laughs> that was the fucking TikTok. So, on top of posting the racist video, her classmates came on Twitter and put her shit out there. Oh, yes, I saw this story. Do you, would you like to explain the story? You haven't talked much recently, so go ahead. So, so apparently, apparently, um, they all had a, they both of them had like athletic scholarships or something or whatever, and they were poor. And I think one of them, I think the, the girl, the guy had a football scholarship. She got into Stanford or something like high, like Ivy League, and they pulled her admission. <clears throat> Yep. Yeah, we her, her her admission. Yeah, gets her high school. Uh, I'm sorry, her college offer rescinded. Boyfriend gets kicked out. He was like a wrestler, cut him out completely. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been expelled, so she cannot graduate. How the f- you got fired on your day off? You Good literally got fired on your day off. Good Look mm-hmm. at you, you're doing amazing. You know what? We we got to play our favorite clip for. You think I 
Harriet Tubman was walking around with a fucking nice shiny fucking dress on with a fucking crown on her head when she was taking slaves to freedom. Queens <laughs> don't always talk and look nice and polished. Being a queen has more to do with having balls to do what you weak fucks won't do. More importantly, what? what? Get the fuck out of here! 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 Get the I'm not coordinated well, one and two. Like, some things need to just be for the youth. Me at 33, I get it. I'm like not old, but I'm not young either. I'll do it when you know the baby gets here and the three of us do something cute that way. But we don't look cute at 30 doing fucking TikToks. She says, I thought about it. I I thought about it, you know, me being first grade teacher. No, you good. I'll pass. Hard pass. I don't even have an issue with TikTok. I downloaded it. I set up my own profile and everything like that. I enjoy watching TikToks, but I feel like people are trying to like do the absolute most now. So the cuteness is worn off on TikTok. So it went from dancing to people doing racist shit like that. And there was a clip. I'm not going to, I guess I can show you the clip cue, but I'll show it to you in post. Uh, there was a guy who was feeding fucking dogs to alligators, mm. obviously in Florida, and he was doing it on TikTok. So the shit was so wild to me because I was like, yo, there's no way he's getting away with it. And I thought it was just a one time instance. He did it like four or five times. What? Wow. Yeah. It, it was pretty fucking bad. Um, so they found out what his name is. His name is Samoy Gardner. This mm-hmm. is what's going to fuck you up the most. Just the race. Stop. Oh, uh, black. He was a black man. Say, so, who? He was black. Yeah. He was black. Black. Instead of having his dogs put down retroactively, he basically walked them to the edge of like this creek where he knew that there were known alligators and recorded the entire fucking thing. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Absolute trash. Fuck him and everything he stands for. Let me see. What else, what else do I have? I don't think I have much other than dope or no. Yeah, I ain't no news. Let me see. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, there was a TV journalist who accidentally filmed her naked husband during a home broadcast. That was fun. So she was in the bathroom talking about makeup products and how to, you know, upkeep your, you know, beauty while you're working from home. Not realizing she was sitting like, you know, back against the mirror and the camera was obviously facing that way as well. And her husband, butt ass naked in the background. Wow. 
Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, had a filled day with that one. Um, so we haven't talked about Corona once, right? So uh, apparently the coronavirus takes 15 minutes at 90 degrees Celsius to be destroyed in the laboratory. Um, I've been broke so many times. Um, why is that shit on the So basically, you know, that it's going to be it's going to be a law over the summer. Now, what that, what that law looks like, we don't know. But it's going to come back with a vengeance. It's going to come back with a vengeance. Uh, it's definitely going to come back with a vengeance in the fall. Yeah. So, there is a nutmeg challenge on TikTok. I'm um, sorry, TikTok. If you want to know what they're doing, people are going and putting two to three scoops, like spoonfuls, yeah. nutmeg into water and drinking it straight. Did, did, say, say that again. Yeah. Teenagers are going and doing what is called the nutmeg challenge, where they are taking two to three scoops of nutmeg, putting it in water, letting it dissolve. Okay, can we file that in the category of dumb shit that you should not do? Yes, without a doubt. And the last one, actually, I'll save that for Instagram Live. Instagram Live, they'll be a little bit more appreciative of that one. Uh, Let me see. What else do we have? I'll save that one too. All right. You want to do a quick dope note? Sure. Now that I'm in quiet. Okay. So we'll do a quick dope and note. Uh, dope and note. Q, do you want to explain what that is? Hey, dope and note is a, is, a, is a segment where we listen to we listen to new new tracks of music that's out. And we, if it's dope, duh, dope. Um, yeah, it's an or. Get this shit off my, get this shit off my speakers is a note. Okay, so the first song is called Unexpected by Nasa Woods, and it's spelled N-A-S-A Woods. So that was NASA Woods Unexpected. Dope or nope? I, I was feeling I was feeling I was feeling that joint. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say dope. I like I like the two. I feel like whenever the bars open up, that would be a nice little like something to play. So that was the first one. 
last week we ended with that um the usher sex beat so the next song is aka salma banks by somebody named salma slims that sounds like a terrible flavor of black and miles by the way here we go they call me Salma Banks from the hood to the suburb. I be fly as fuck, but I never fly with bizarre. Net on froze, fresh out the blizzard. He always wanna eat pussy sweet like some dessert. Yeah, dessert. Got him going bizarre. He don't do what I want. I'ma kick him to the kizzard. Wrong way, shit. You just sit back and observe. I'm busy counting money, nigga. Please don't Okay, that was <laughs> Salma Slims, and it was called AKA Salma Banks. Okay. Um, or. Okay. I was gonna give it a nope, but I was dancing to it like I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> all right um let me see the next song is called reckless by pat mirasan that sounds like george mirasan but mirasan whatever I've been ducking and dodging, cutting some corners, neglecting the feelings, yeah. They say I'm young, dumb, and reckless, cause the way that I'm living, steady pushing the limits. You were like, you were like me, me. You were like, you were like me, reckless. You were like, you were like me, me. You were like, you were like me, red rock star, no guitar. Might lose a kidney before I leave my 20s I wanna fall, I don't wanna send me Keep on pouring till that shit is empty Okay, um, that was Reckless by Pat Murison mm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I said the same, thank you Wasn't for me, that's a No no for you? No. no. Yep. Yeah. All right. The next song is At At Meh by Playboy Cardi. And it's spelled like the at symbol and the M-E-H. Uh, M-E-H. Here we go. Hey. Enough, man. What the fuck was that? My head, my head hurts. What the? F- 
Okay. This is this, this is uh, Nick Young taking that three, looking away, and clanks off the rim. That sounded like somebody sucking their thumb for four minutes and trying to talk themselves through a song. Listen to this shit. What the? F- oh, cute. <laughs> We're in the wrong business. I swear. We can put this shit together and be in. in, in. Oh, boy. Okay. That sounded like a commercial for ICDC College. <laughs> what the? What's this education connection? That was terrible. That was. Like that could be the lead in. That could be the lead in to the, to the White House corona, coronavirus uh, campaign campaign session. Well, here's the thing. Phil just said. I rock with the song. I think it's dope. The beat, though. I like the beat. What do you mean talking? Look. The number singing it is 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 like what the what, what kind of second? What kind of mushrooms did you take before recording? You. I've never been that drunk in my life. You wasn't high off weed when you did, when you made that joint. You was on some drugs. Next song. So we, just, you know what? We will give this a cue. Let's let Phil take it. Since Phil is in the comments, Phil, if you can tell us if this is dope or no, whatever your vote is, is if it's going in the Hall of Fame, almost Hall of Fame, or if it's the Hall of Shame. Phil said he was bopping to it, but is it a dope or or, or nope? As we wait for him, we will play something else by Katrinata. It's called 10%. Okay, so Phil has gotten back to us. He says that it is dope. So we're going to put this song in the Hall of Fame just because of Phil. I'm letting you know now. Come December, Phil, I'm looking at you strangely. So the next song, Through the Fire by Ashoka, A-S-H-O-K-A. I 
shit, shorty, all this time sex. You were there when I was down bad, down on my ass. I remember hard times, I was trying. Walked through the fire and came up on fire. Ayy, I know bitches really than you niggas, like, ayy. I know bitches winning kind of figures, like, ayy. I could burn a bridge with tunnel vision, like, ayy. I could burn a bridge and I don't miss you, like, ayy. Her niggas dying back. So, that was Ashoka's Through the Fire. Open note. Uh, or. Or. Okay. All right. Next song. We only got two more left. This one is by Kelly Rowland, and it's called Coffee. Mm. Starbucks. Breakfast and bed, I be moaning Before you go to work I need you to go to work Part of my sincerity You know I'm a remedy My love be your therapy All around remedy Baby, who instead of me? These bitches will never be Put it down like it's heavy, baby Honeymoon and when I hate that we go Soon as we wake up Wish we could lay up, still stack our pay up. You running labor, need you to stay up. It's almost safe, no time to waste, no time to waste. Dope or nope? <laughs> um, or, or, okay, yeah, or, okay. Now, last song for Dope or Nope this week. It's by 21 Savage and Summer Walker, and it's called Secret. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. We have a special guest, everybody. He's coming in. So while he comes in, we will play something that will bring him in. It's 2 a.m. in the morning. Light showers, and you're probably hooking up with that girl that's been two way. You all, her baby daddy's out of town, so uh, you can fuck around. It's okay to check in that Motel Six, fifty nine ninety five, not a cent more. But I dirty ass Yeah, stop by that convenience store and pick up the rubbers. Magnum, I hope. This is Vase on Love, and uh, I love hoes. I just pay. Hey. <laughs> so phil has some feedback so once phil comes back in ladies and gentlemen none other than mr phil Wilkerson himself because i think he has his facebook live going as we're talking <laughs> gotta turn the volume down on that sir Oh yeah, okay, okay. I turned myself. I turned my Facebook off because I was on that. Um, uh, Let the people know who you are, sir. I, I, I'm positive filter, Philip Wilkerson, aka uh, the most random friend you make, aka I got Austin, Texas on my leg, aka shout out to the bro, shout out to all my podcast friends, aka I'm in the building. Play some fire music. Oh, oh, he said, play some fire music. <laughs> Phil needs some music when he comes in the room. What, what do we do? Uh, Play that song. That's my new intro song from now on. Man. That's your new intro song. 
That's why I was bopping, man. Oh, man. So, how have you been, Phil? Uh, you know, look, look at this. Look, you got a real grown man beard. You got a grown man beard. Look at this. What do you call that? I call that the struggle, the struggle, the struggle beard. You were doing good. You were I doing was, good right now. I miss people. I wish I could go to the barber. No, I don't. I mean, I need to. That's why I'm wearing a hat right now. Um, I miss people, man. I miss, I miss just seeing people. This is crazy. I, I had to jump in. I, I keep in touch with people via social media, but my extroverted self is going bananas right now. Like yeah. crazy. Trust me. Q said the same thing. We were in uh, pre-roll and I was like, yeah, man, I don't miss people. I just like being out. Oh no. I miss people. And I like people. I'm, I'm going crazy. Bananas. Get ready. It gets real, Greg. When the baby comes, yeah. I'll tell you. But here's the thing: when the baby comes, I spend time with her, and then when I like have my own little moment to like play Grand Theft Auto and stuff like that, like her mom will be there. Outside of that, like when I go out, I'm not gonna want to do shit other than be around y'all, drink, and come home. It's gonna be business as usual for me. Yeah, I don't know. I just. <laughs> I tell you, what's gonna happen the first like night we get out? Q's gonna call me and he's like, "Greg, where we going?" I'm like, "There's only four fucking places we go anyway. If they haven't shut down by then, you are in the phone. Pretty much, Holly Smith Commons. And hell no, hell to the no, hell to the no. No, what happened? No damn slip. No, 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 not that place. No, no, we're not going in now. No, we're not going to a strip club. I do not do strippers. No, I still have a phobia that has not ended. Oh, this is good. You gotta talk about what? Play that song again. We're gonna leave that alone. Wait, Phil said play that song again. No. Light showers, and you're probably hooking up with that girl. Oh, you know you gotta play the uh, the man. Oh my god! Hold on. Look, look, positive filter background. I'm gone. Oh, okay. See, Phil he came in here ready to go. He's like, man, I got everything. You know what? We gotta reintroduce you. This is gonna be the episode. People are like, wait, y'all over the place? So y'all drunk almost? So <laughs> almost. So since we have you here. We're gonna have you reintroduce yourself. So, hey, it's your boy. It's your boy Philip, aka Ill Phil, aka your most random friend, aka the Prince of Positivity, aka I got Austin Texas on my leg. Ask me about that story later, aka uh, I get lost, but I find my way, aka I like people, aka I like uh, the podcast fam, aka this is one of my top shows to listen to. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Insert fire. Uh, gunplay sound. <laughs> Let me see. Do we have any gun sounds? I don't think so. It's a sound. Let me see. Uh, okay. yeah. bang, 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 bang. There you bang, go. Bang. Uh, that felt good. That really felt good. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I was listening. I love it. I listened to the show. I had it actually on the background. Tonight, and I'm glad you guys are keeping up with this. Uh, you know, it's obviously podcasting is fun, but this, you know, it's connecting with people. This is yeah. people need something. Podcast in a in a good light, positive way. It's a good venue just to keep on connecting with people. I found. 
I listened to yours. I was like, wait, he's still putting them out like clockwork. I was like, okay, okay, Phil is doing his thing. And I was like, all right, wait, if he's putting out shows, we got to put out shows. Especially, we got a fucking football roster of people, so we might as well, right? So Chris got Young, Black, and Beautiful. Then we got, you know, Young, Black, and Bothered. We got Good, Bad, and Unavailable. Actually, Good, Bad, and Unavailable right now. They took a little break for the week because we did the Drake bracket. And yeah, that was kind of a rough episode, but we still got to do part two. Um, the goal is to be to at least 200 episodes by July 1st. I love it. At 167. So there you go. Consistency. Yeah. Um, One thing I did learn from like this whole quarantine situation is building relationships with even more podcasters. Yes. And even if you just like interacting with their shows and being on Instagram lives and stuff, man, it it's beautiful. This is Remember like, you and I when we first met, it was like, all right, we met and it was like you came over, you did the show, it was like the rest was history, man. No, I think that's what it is, man. This is like it, beyond. Uh, we had different, you know, circles and groups and communities. Yeah. This definitely podcasting has been a community that I joined that I like a lot, and it still keeps me going. That's like a separate thing. I got my, I got my school community, I got my frat community, and I got my podcast community. And I, I'm so happy that I'm in it. It feels good to be in it. Okay. So. What are three things that you've learned about yourself during this whole quarantine thing? Um, one, if I still want to stay in touch with someone, I will. I'll make an effort. That's the kind of friend I am. Um, two, I always need something to do. <laughs> like No matter what, if it could be like the, the legit apocalypse of the world with zombies and I need a job or a role to keep, you know, like something to do to keep me busy. That's how I stay sane and that's how I just take care of myself as finding ways to stay busy and, and three time management, man. It's, it's crazy. Like not to be more of a chief about that with the family work that is actually virtual work. And I had to be more communicative with my wife about time because she's got to work. So this has really taught me how important managing my time is going to be, even when this is over with. Yeah. Q, what about you, sir? What are three things that you've learned other than your new, like found love for wine, I guess. Like now he's drinking wine instead of bourbon. He classed up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say the first thing is um, I'm not a technical wizard, but I'm becoming one. (laughs) Um, Two, um, I really, I, I don't know. I, I forgot what the second one was. Three, um, it's much better living on your own. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I can pose this question to Phil since he's been listening to the show. I don't think he heard this part of it. So Q, you've already answered, but you can change your answer if you want. So, Phil, who have it better during this pandemic? Married people or single people? Uh, no, nah, because I got layers, man. It's single. <laughs> Listen, you ready? Married, I mean, single, married, and married with kids. Mm. <laughs> I'll tell you the people or or uh, even single with kids. <laughs> That's add that layer, too. So, single, okay, single, single with kids. Married, married with kids. I would say the toughest out of all three of those is single with kids because you ain't got no one to, to back you up. 
get yeah. married with kids, then single, single. Okay. I think they have it the best right now. You think single people have it the best? Easiest, yeah. It's the easiest, not easiest, but it's the easiest and best. Yeah, yeah, it's, be- it's easier. If you were single, no kids. I'll tell you right now, the toughest out of all of them, if you were single with kids and you still had to work. Because you had no Zero. And you had no one to trade off with you and help you out. So you can't just be like, fuck them kids and just like... <laughs> I mean, you could just put them in front of the screen all day, but then you wouldn't feel good. So yeah. I think that's the toughest. And I ain't going to sugarcoat it. I know some of my coworkers that are single with kids probably have it 10 times. That's what keeps me from being like, oh, people got it easier than me kind of thing. Like, I think of that, I'm like, well, I got it. It's not like misery likes other people. You know, you don't want to be happy about someone else having a harder time, but it does put things in perspective when I'm like, they probably have it the hardest. Yeah. Well, I know Q is living it up right now. For the past <laughs> month. <laughs> month and a half, he's been talking cash shit. He's like, your kid's the asshole. It wasn't me. They are. Like, they are. It's not the teacher. It's your goddamn kid. I agree with that, too. I, I mean, but I've always been on the teacher sides. I've always, uh, or I mean, I teachers, but I don't have, I only have preschool age kids, but I've always want to be like a, like, I've never understood a person that was mean, a parent that was mean to their teacher, because at the same time, like, they're going to be around your kids so much, they need, you need to be on the same side. Like, you need to be like uh, an advocate, you know, like work with the team. And exactly. so, like, I think if you're, nicest to your parents, your parents, the parents actually look out for you. They will actually work with you to actually give your kids more grace. So I know it. Like I definitely appreciate the opportunity to send my kid to somewhere. <laughs> the, I, the, the venue of a, a building like school sounds so nice to send my kid right now. So yes, I think a lot of families are going through this now, like just the amount of videos on Facebook of parents, like, Whoa! Yep. Don't get, don't get them, please, please. I appreciate, I appreciate you now. Like, you, yeah. you I can see that. I see that too. So, and always appreciate the educators out there, hundred percent. Right. And I hope that with all this newfound love for for teachers and educators, that in two weeks, three weeks, when it's Teacher Appreciation Week, all our virtual gifts are going to be immaculate. I heard it there. So, yeah, I, I think that the listeners need to take notes to make sure that you get your uh, teacher's email address to send a nice gift. Well, well, it, it, <laughs> with the amount of schools that are using Class Dojo and Microsoft Teams and Google Classroom, you know your you know your teacher's email address. Yep. Go ahead and send this like virtual gift card. I hate that virtual vacation that we want to take. Go ahead, come on, just send it on, send it on. There you go. What, uh, and for the for the listeners, what do you think as a gift? What do you think teachers would appreciate this during Corona? Do you think it would be more something they can utilize Amazon where they can shop anywhere? Because I would assume if you gave them a gift card to a restaurant, that's kind of stupid at this moment. Well, I, I, I take the gift card to the restaurant because I can use it for delivery. There you go. Since, you know, we're not going to be sitting in a restaurant for at least another four to five to six months. Uh, but um, I would appreciate Amazon. Um, I would appreciate like two to three, three months of HBO now or 
uh, Hulu or Netflix um, or, you know, give me a, a, you know, a gift card to DoorDash. I can order, so I can, you know, order at least two meals. <laughs> Greg, we were saying uh, that uh, Q is telling the listeners, which is a great suggestion, for Teachers Appreciation Day, uh, doesn't stop because we're virtual. We still oh, yeah. appreciate our teachers online. I feel like each parent, well, not each, but the ones who can, give a $25 to $50 gift card to Amazon. It could be repurposed to buy supplies for the kids for next year, or it could be applied to whatever the parent, I'm sorry, the teacher needs. There you go. I agree. I, I'm, I'm all down for that. That's cool. Because Q could be like, you know what? I got a $50 Amazon gift card. I can use like 20 of it to get that thing that I had on my Amazon wish list, but then I can buy $30 worth of supplies. So mm-hmm. just well, no sex toys, no sex toys. Um, yeah. yeah so I hope parents that you are, and I, I know this is, this is selfish me coming out, but I, I hope that you're taking the time and you're really thinking about, um, you're really thinking about how you're going to show appreciation to your child's teachers this year. Really show appreciation to them because, um, you know, we've had to reboot in a matter of hours and days to adjust to this new to this new this new normal of distance learning. Um, we understand that we understand that it's it's been hard on you all um, because you know having to juggle working, those of you who are teleworking, or even those who are essential workers that have to be out in this crap. Um, and then having to come and make make sure that your child is getting some type of education going on. Uh, we understand that this is difficult for you. Um, it is ten times as difficult for us. Um, we are te- we are de- delivering virtual lessons. We are de- we are um, becoming IT consultants to our parents um, and students, while also navigating this crisis with our own our own lives. And for us teachers who are parents with our own children. Um, so one, please take it easy on us. And two, really, 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 do we truly appreciate and thank your child's teacher. Because we're all going above and beyond. This is not something that we trained for. This is not something that we really honestly prepared for. And um, we're going through this together. The, 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 the you know, the technology dropouts, the... You know those mishaps on the Zoom or whatever. We're all experiencing that too. We're we're experiencing it with you. It's not you know this is not something like that we've had time to prepare for. We become we become a lot better in this four or five week stretch, but it's still new. You know, so take it easy on this. So let me ask you a question, Q. So, as a teacher, do you feel as though? Students, say if they're in a situation where their parent can't get them to school every day and they give them 
the option of using Zoom or some type of platform that can get them distance learning. Do you think that that should be something that's a practice worldwide, nationwide? Well, I think that I think that next school year, because we're not going to honest, if we really want to be honest with ourselves and not be the idiot in chief, the orange damp nut that's in the White House right now, we're going to have a. There's going to there's going to be another outbreak. We might it might be we might be seeing in the next two in the next couple of weeks with these idiot governors opening opening up their their economies too fast without proper testing. Um, but we're going to have another, there's going to be another wave in the fall. There's going to be another outbreak in the fall. And there's, and we, and guaranteed by August, September, maybe October, we'll be back in the social, we'll be back in the stay home orders and social and like hard social distancing orders, just like we are now. So this is learning is the new normal and it's going to be the normal for a while. And I think it's on all of us as, as teachers, as school districts, to prepare our children, to give them the tools that they need to in order to access this type of learning. Um, I mean, I think think about here in D.C., <clears throat> we have, like, coronavirus has really, truly exposed the digital divide. Mm-hmm. Students don't have access to technology to assess the lessons. Um, some don't even have Wi-Fi access and how, you know, DCPS had to go and purchase new devices. I mean, they look at Philadelphia. They had to go and buy 50,000 Chromebooks and like 15, 20,000 hotspots for their students to assess virtual learning. Um, so I think Part of the conversation that we need to be having is do our students have do our students have access to the means to, to um, access virtual dis- distance learning? And if they don't, what are we going to do to to provide it for them? Because we still have you know our children still need to be educated, and um, we know that. The you know the employment scene in America is going to get ten times worse. People don't have money, um, so having them have you know having families who can who are barely affording rent, who are, who are barely affording food on their table, um, to have to add an extra expense when there's simply not the money to do so. What are we going to do to provide it for our students? So that is a that is a conversation that uh, our local leaders, our school districts, um, need to be really pondering because this is our normal now, and it's going to be our normal for a while. The thing is, what happens to like you're saying if this is our new normal? How do employers, how do companies and businesses handle this being the new normal? It's going to have to revamp, and they're going to have to be more convenient, and they're going to have to be more available. They're going to be more as if they are a company, they have to be more responsive to the 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 customers, the consumers, to be active and listening, particularly on social media, what people need. Um, and it's it's going to change a lot of how I think also employers are treat. I mean, employers are treating their employees and realizing who and 
who needs to be more appreciated and for what they do and then who was like wasn't really do, holding their weight yeah. because this digital world will expose who's really quote unquote and I hate the word essential but essential employees. Absolutely. I, I, I agree hundred percent. I you know I think that our gig based economy and um food service economy, um so the service industry it's gonna take a it's gonna take a tremendous hit. Mm-hmm. And it already has. And I think that hit is gonna be even more disastrous as time goes on. Mm-hmm. So I think that we really need to it, it's time to have a conversation that this a conversation that should have been had years ago, but it took a pan it took a pandemic for it to finally burst onto the scene as oh shit this is a red flag yep um so like i said this is our normal we don't know when if we're going back to the old normal if we're ever going back to the old normal. no it's going to change societal norms it's going to change society with each other it's going to um there's really like if this was a re like a rebound like it stretched it real bad like something getting stretched and then trying to be brought back to a normal the length, it's never going to go back to what it was. It's been stretched way too far. Yeah. Come back to what we consider was a previous COVID. This is a, a societal shift. It's going to change a lot. I mean, even think about how much we were like, yo, how much do we actually have to go to work to do? I could have done half of this stuff at home. Yeah. I know I've had a, like a really hard time letting them know that the seven and a half hours I waste there, I can get the shit done in two. And then I'm kind of like bullshitting my way through the rest of the day. So what they've tried to implement is, oh, well, if you're done with your work, there's always work to do. The issue is there's never that much fucking work to do. (laughs) There's never that much work to do. So I tested it. I was like, I'm going to time myself to do, you know, the tasks that I have. So I started at nine and by I'd say around like 1210, I was completely done. But you're talking about like actual like nine to twelve engaged, uninterrupted, concrete, non-office work. Because like exactly. For instance, you know, they go to work. I could have cranked out something in three hours. But you know, I'm talking to people. I'm engaging with people. I'm setting up meetings. I'm just walking around campus. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It changes that, and then I realize like yeah, between micromanaging and. You know, having the impromptu meetings about absolutely nothing, shit changing. I think, at least for my job personally, the people who work there realize that they're comfortable doing the work from home and they get the work done faster. The firm knows it, but now the firm's in a position where it's like, well, how in the hell can we tell them to come to work and do the same shit when they can do it at home and they're done half the time? So my boss had this meeting last week and she's like, you guys can definitely have stuff to do. There's always something to do. So she would give us little like busy work. It's like, we're done with that too. Now what? So it went from her immediately having something for us to do to us being asked to be like, Hey, double check that. Make sure that that's, you know, official before we send it out. Now that that's done, we're just kind of like sitting on our hands. So I polled two or three of my other coworkers and they're like, well, Greg, you know what I do is I just don't say shit. I just don't contact the boss. I don't say anything to her. 
if she asked if we have any work, we're just like, yeah, we're still doing the work you gave us at 10 o'clock. So I tested that today. We had 127 cases, 127 cases. I was done by like two. But that still accounts for like three hours that I need to get done at work. I was like, you know what? I could go to the gym, you know, go work out or something like that. The issue is my computer's basically in my apartment. If I leave and go too far, it's like, oh, well, Greg, where are you at? Can you do this? And it's like, nah, by the way, I went grocery shopping. I went running for, you know, two, three miles and I'm nowhere nearby. So, I mean, what do you do in that circumstance where, you know, for a fact, you're done with the work, but. Yeah. So. And get things done one, but also, but also flips in. How do we separate spaces and how spaces change our mentality like now i'm working inside my house and i have to flip a switch even within my own house and say i'm in work mode when you're right like there's a tv right there or there's my kids or there's outside and so i think sometimes physical physical structures still kind of switch our mindset and our bodies to act a certain way right like you can play a game on the street outside or play a game in a gym and it seems like a different basketball game, right? It's more serious. So yeah. it's like, I think it's just, I think it's going to change how we get things done, how much we get things done. It's going to also reiterate how important maybe a workspace is to be around people that are working and doing the same tasks. So you feel like just organized and focused, but it's also going to say that same thing as why are we creating busy work? Why don't, there's no necessary, like, this is not necessary. I've realized that half the stuff, a lot of stuff we do at work is not as necessary as it is. Like, work is actually functioning just fine. Like, let's say, you know, unless you're a doctor, you don't answer an email. Yeah. That terribly happens unless that email was responsible for something directly related to someone's health and whatever. So it's like, it's really to evaluate what's important at work and what you're doing is important, how important, you know, what was, you know, like the rationale, like doing the busy work, mm-hmm. if it doesn't get done, there was no problem. So why are we creating extra nothing? But you have employers or like jobs in general that it's not even busy work for them. It's just work that needed to be done. There was no time to do it. And now that we have the time to do it and it's done and we're caught up. Now there's actually nothing for us to do. So they're like, I don't want it to get to a point where there's actually no work. And then they're like, well, since there's no work, we don't need as many people. And that that, you definitely predicted that that could, that's what people are going to do. They're going to say, okay, how much can we trim? How much, you know, salary wise can we cut? And that has, does have an effect on, you know, the, employment of people they're going to start really like saying like literally saying are you is the work that we need worth this many more people yeah. and they start letting people go but it, it goes like you know in both directions oh you have that option but then say if you do get laid off when you go to these job interviews now i'm assuming anybody who's going and doing an interview the first question they're asking is well how do you do handle like employment and this whole COVID situation with this pandemic. 
did your employees get to work from home? Did they have the opportunity to be, you know, not considered essential where they had to be in the office two times a week? Because we still have people at our firm that still have to go in. I'm like, that's kind of counterproductive to what, you know, y'all hired us for. You can't be essential and then be putting us on the front lines. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Right. This is going to change. I'm telling you, uh, we're in the midst of like one of those things where people look back in some kind of history book and talk about it in some history book about how you know, steam, the steam engine changed travel and locomotives. I mean, like look, legit, this is going to change technology. It's going to change how we interact with people. It's going to change how we work. It's going to change how we are entertained. You know, how much now performers and people had to know that they had to go on some kind of live platform to connect, to get the audience up. It's going to change like legit lots of things. And we're going to be old men sitting on a rocking chair seeing the two sides of that shift. Like when we were kids in the nineties and in the early two thousands. And then what if, you know, God willing, you know, we're still around and the world is still around in 2040. We're going to be able to say like, wow, like life is going to look way different in 2040. Yeah. And this is one of those things that shifted a lot. There, there might be some major, other major world event, but this is legit a major world event that has changed lots of different things. So let's get into some quick conspiracy theories about this whole thing. Oh, no. I, the only one I heard, I mean, not heard, I heard a lot of them. The only one I'm kind of like, kind of like, is this is very convenient with the election. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah. my that's, that was the conspiracy I was going to go with. <laughs> nah, that's that's the one I've heard and kind of think of. And also, I think it's also it comes down to money. There's some way where some big shot, I don't know, big table of a bunch of CEOs and elites are like, yes, we're going to get so much money out of this, and some way or another, a lot of companies are going to get super rich. Yeah. Oh, those are my two main conspiracy theories. Well. I'm sure you probably heard. I didn't really go into it because we might be, we might actually on this live. I didn't really go further into the election one or business one because if, if it is true, we're on live and they might get us. Yeah, no, actually, no, that's Skype. Zoom is on okay. that Facebook, so technically they won't give a fuck. <laughs> Just be like, hey, hey, you okay? But Skype is a little bit different. But um, the only ones that I've heard of outside of that one is the five G. Situation yeah. with the yeah. Wuhan, well, it's Wuhan, right? So the whole Wuhan towers and everything like that. And there was in the lab. Did you hear that one? Yeah. Not only was it a lab, the five G tower that was built last before this whole pandemic happened in Wuhan. So that was a really big conspiracy that I don't really like dive into deep with. But whatever. I mean, there are people who are still now putting out like like numeric like tables to like talk about Kobe. They're like, oh well, you know, there were eight people on the street and there was sixteen people on the corner. So you know what? <clears throat> there we go. Yeah. Boom. I'm like, no, that's Quick math. how that works, but um, conspiracy theories. I, I don't I like them, but then they like, you know, so like when you watch documentaries, it's like nah my man my, I'm an overthinker. I'm probably the one of the presidents of the overthinker club. 
that I try to I avoid conspiracy theories to not overthink. And for me, I'm the same way. Like I'll listen to a conspiracy theory just so I can have that like opposite opinion. It's like, okay, I know that's not how I would think about it, but I'm glad that you do. But then when you start seeing shit, like funny, I was actually looking at YouTube and this guy was trying to explain how the movie Demolition Man predicted all of this. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, no, because they did, because they do the high five with no hands. It's about Taco Bell still around. But I was like, no, nah, man, this is too much, man. I can't. You can how did Taco Bell win the wars of like was the- it didn't they, like they like shook hands because there was the virus? <laughs> okay. Do you, you have no e learning? Put it in your head. E learning. Um, what else? Like that came true. Uh, they they try to like oh the what was it they had the mind sex they had yeah something about foam whenever you get in a car accident it was like foam yeah uh they had um the three shells I don't know how you use the bathroom how do you use the three shells in demolition man I don't know but they had a bunch of stuff they had no touching no physical touch high fives air high fives they had rat burgers they had uh they had batons. When Wesley Snipes just beat him up. Oh yeah! All the guns were in museums, and you get that super gun. They now, big, question they about a, remember they had a big war. Yeah, but Phil, how in the hell do you have a museum of like guns, but they're all loaded? <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say that. Yo, they had loaded guns in the museum, and uh, they still had they still had files on how to teach you everything, and they taught Wesley Snipes how to fight that and how did they freeze them they froze them in like these little ice cubes and shit yeah. and they just come out in a completely the same uh, because because not just they're frozen they had special liquid and they had that little uh, ball that they dropped and they had a bunch of um remember they put a lot of sensors on you to monitor your Jeez. and i think they probably injected him with something in his blood so his blood wouldn't freeze no. Get a bunch of shots. Well, I have two more first forty eights for y'all. Uh, I'm, mad, I'm mad. You're actually gonna. Be, I'm probably gonna watch the movie now. Yeah. Demolition Man was a movie before its time, and it was that good that I would watch it to this day. It's good, bad. Yeah, I watched that. I watched what's the movie? The Town. Oh, I'm trying to think of what, what else comes on. John Wick. Whenever it comes on, I watch that. But yeah, Demolition that. Man, pff, National Treasure. All right, so we got to hear the first forty-eight, but I think I might. Have to, I want to hear that song one more time, so I can, so I can rock it out. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, dude, you really like that fucking song? Yeah, I actually do. I it came on my Amazon Music randomly, and I was like, "That is so sad." I didn't know what to say. I just like the beat. I was like, "No." I used to hear my kids' voice all day. This first forty-eight did not happen in the United States, so you have to tell where it happened. Okay, so. God, what the fuck? <laughs> Man bitten by a spider in bed in Brazil dies after being too macho to see a doctor. How the I, fuck? <laughs> I didn't even read the story. Nah, because look, look, I, I, I don't have the story, but Brazil is the most wacky news place I've ever heard of. What the? Brazil. Because Brazil be tripping, man. Brazil, Brazil is like one big four. I think Phil hacked my MacBook. No, <laughs> I knew it was Brazil, man. Okay. Outside the country is either Brazil or Germany. I'm telling you. The place is crazy. Oh. <laughs> Here's the oh, next yeah. one. All right. 
this also did not happen tonight. So, a man who bought $10,000 worth of toilet paper and hand sanitizer was denied a refund. Is it another country? Another country, not the United States. Ireland. Uh, UK. Yeah, Ireland or UK. One of them. Scotland. Sorry, guys. This happened in Australia. <laughs> British colony. We close. Yeah. So I guess we got to go and play Phil's song. So, God, what the hell was the name? The first song, let me listen to the first song again. Set it oh. up. Okay, so I found it. The song is called At Meh. Yeah. Uh, Playboy Cardi. I have my phone right now. <laughs> I've been playing it, like, seriously. club just really turned up and it's so loud you don't even hear people talking and you just hear that beat Mm-mm. Mm-mm. it's about to be my most played song my most played song quarantine that's my quarantine jam i'm going on record i'm about to screenshot it it's my favorite song now i feel like i have to hear the song without him like the instrumental I, we need to find that i probably would i actually ain't gonna lie i probably would just listen to that Let, let's see oh shit they actually have it they do Hey, I, I can't lie. <laughs> it does sound good without the dude talking in phonics. We solved it. Just give me the instrumental. I'm about to do download that right now. You know what? Whenever Phil comes on. That has to be the intro. Just the instrumental. Yeah, just the instrumental. You find out on Apple because I'm about to find that. That's all I want. I looked just, on YouTube because okay. that's all I want. Yeah, he kind of he kind of lowers the song. Yeah, <laughs> so Phil, yeah. actually, we do have you here. So we're gonna do two. Can we just put that dope, dope note, uh, dope instrumental? <laughs> yeah, dope instrumental for that one. So give, we'll give him two. We'll give him. A, we'll give him a eh, him like he he ruined his own song. He should just got the beat and gave it to someone else. Or just never do that song. Um, that song know, is fire. That's like what like I, I could, like I'm saying. I'm really gonna listen to the instrumental now. Like the song was really that's all I needed was just the instrumental. Even when Q says it's so bad that he can't hear it, it's that bad. Yeah, it's trash. <laughs> Can we? You know the the lyrics is trash. You didn't even like the beat. No, the beat. No, the beat is alright. The, the lyrics is at, like someone like he, like he he wasn't high off of, off that high grade weed. He, yeah. he had some shrooms. 
No, I clearly, I clearly agree that he was he was altered. He was in a, he was doing drugs, like real drugs, and he shouldn't have made that song. They should have just gave his. They literally the, whoever produced that song should have picked someone else. He should have like, gave the beat. Say, can you send me what you would say over this beat? The guy would send him back, and he would say, "Never mind, the beat's trash," and then give it to someone else. So, Q, what were you about to say? So, I want to switch gears off of this for a second, <laughs> and I want to I want to um, talk about like some little sense of normalcy that we're about to get tomorrow, and with the NFL with the virtual NFL draft. But before that. So yesterday, the Chargers re- unveiled their new uniforms. Did any? Did you? Did you two see the hype? The the release video? No, it was a video. Okay, no, I didn't see that. Oh my god! When like I, I had to listen to this four times, like like four times, because I got hype every single time. This was right before I got before I was before I went to teach. This show is fire. Let me. Do you want me to play it or? I, I can I can play it. Go ahead, share the screen. Hey, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, Since 1960, we've been rolling out some of the best uniforms in the game, like this one and this one, and who could forget this one? Think we can't top those? Think again, because this is about doing something bold, fearless, taking something you love and bringing it back to life. But how do you improve on perfection? First, you start with the design process. Nah, who cares? All you need to know is we took the best and made it better. See, told you. Young. <laughs> man, good God Almighty. Yo, they got me. I'm not even a Chargers fan. I was no, hyped. I'm not either. I'm not a Chargers fan. Like, man, that's pretty tight. I actually like those jerseys. I actually like those. I like the jerseys. I like the jerseys. I like the, the throwback to the Powder Blues. I like the pants, though. The, the, Have you ever noticed that, like, a commercial or something like that is so good that you're like, yo, they legit sold me on something. Like, I literally got sold by watching that. I would yeah, literally... I, see I, was this, I was sitting on my balcony smoking my black, and I like I saw the notification, okay, um, Chargers unle- unveiled their, un- their, new un- their new uniforms. I saw that video. I literally had to... Re- I literally replayed it, like, seven times. I'm like, oh, shit, I can go teach now. Woo! Yes! <laughs> Yo, that hyped me up. Whoever did that, kudos, kudos. That was hot. That was fire. Absolute fire. And see, that's showing that even during COVID, someone could drop. Someone made that during this time. Hmm. Maybe nothing else better to do than sitting at home. Work can get done, and that joke sold me. That was an actual. <laughs> Yes, I, I didn't have to commercial better though. I, I was huh? You know what made that commercial better? Exactly. If they put that man instrumental over that, you know what I'm saying? No, no. <laughs> no, no, He's trying to make this a thing, and it's not gonna happen. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs>
Never. Jesus, that was bad. All right. So let them know where they can find y'all so we can get up out of here. Um, so since I'm a guest, uh, I will let Q go first. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at QDZ1906. Don't use Instagram. This shit sucks. Super uh, You can find me at Positive Filter. Uh, positive Spell positive filter, spell with a P-H. So P-H-I-L-T-R, positive filter on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, does all the different things. And then Instagram, um, it's Ill, another Instagram I have is illphil500. And then uh, Twitter I have is philip underscore W3. Pretty simple. What's going to be the exit song for this week? You know what? Here we go. Blue cheese. I'm a walking leg. She fought with the squad. She gon' grip the stick. Can't find the rats for riches. Now we got bags and bitches. Can't find the rats for riches. Now we got bags and bitches. Blue cheese and my off white. I'm sorry. I like that, but that's a good song. Phil. Since you are family, do you have a drink with you? Uh, no, I just got some LA Crocs. That works. Q, do you have a drink with you? The last, the last swallow was my wine. We will drink to a successful quarantine episode of Young Black and Bottle, aka Good Bad and Unavailable, aka Positive Filter, Masha. Uh, Sean Khalifa, man. Paper plane gang. We will see y'all next week. Hey, shout out to my brother Spitter, man. I just wanted to say that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And your bitch can see this shit from across the street, nigga. It's pimping over here. Macaroni. <laughs> Cushion orange juice, nigga. What up, Chevy? Germ, I see. Cardo on the beat. I don't love them, I don't chase them, I duck them, smoke something, go to one new state soon as I fuck them, niggas be pressed for pussy, ain't nothing, instead of worrying about who that bitch fucking, why don't you get you some money, nine times out of ten she see me stunting, game running, wanna know my hotel and who phone the ring when she coming, I keep it a hundred, get love from the hoes, but it's money over bitch.